Kirai, and you're listening to For the. Listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or even game design. Joining Roger from Wow Dogs, and for the lore is Joe, writer for World of Maticus, and Enrique of Spooncraft. Hello and welcome to For the Lord, this is Roger, coming to you on Monday, the 31st of May. Same as usual, I've got Vince with me. Um, we do have some special guests, however, as Joe was not able to make it. We're, we're kind of getting used to that right now. However, apparently the podcast is not as important to him as camping. That being said, we've got his girlfriend with us, which means that basically we know that he blew us off, but not because he was getting, well, forget it. Renee, glad to have you on the show. How are you doing? I am great. How are you today? Good to hear. We are doing fantastic here. No, we've got another special guest with us as well. Um, last week, Brigwin from Brigwin.com posted a bunch of videos about um, different leaked videos from Cataclysm. And he went out of his way to collect quite a number of them so that we can get a good feel for the changes in a 3D environment versus just looking at screenshots. So I thought it'd be nice to bring him onto the show. So we've got Brigwin from Brigwin.com as well as the podcast. Now I'm going to let you rattle them off, Brig. Oh, the podcast. No, it's, um, it's Brigwin's Corner. Uh, it used to be the Hunting Lodge. Now it's Brigwin's Corner. Uh, and the podcast is Brigwin's Corner. But we're also do everything blah. And that's an awesome podcast. It's not WoW related. It's news related. So we, we go out and we find news headings and put them up there and it, these are bizarre news things that we talk about, too. I mean, things like 16-year-old strippers, you know, that are hired in Florida. You know, come on. 16? Really? Didn't know that was a legal age in Florida. Uh, so things like that. I think we Everything's lost Vince. I think Vince is gone. No, there you are. Okay. Yeah, Vince is gone. <laughs> Vince is like, it's all Florida. Where? No, but, you know, we talked about that. And, so, you know, it's just all kinds of really cool stuff that we go through. Um, we, had the, we had the poop in a bag bus driver. On Saturday. So if you could download that latest episode, we'll have that. <laughs> and on Brigman's Corner, we have an interview with um, the creator of Solo the Series, um, and that is Jonathan Nail. He is um, this week's special guest, so you can download that one. And I have a contest for last week's episode with the author Stacia Kane of Unholy Guest. You can get a free copy of her book. Awesome. So, so there, there's all the pimpage. That's, that, that was enough pimping. So we'll, we'll, we'll cut it at that. Um, <laughs> Let's go right into the videos that you posted here because I've actually got them running for anybody who's watching uh, or listening live, I should say. Um, you actually found a number of them, that, and surprisingly, they actually have not been taken down yet either, which is fairly surprising because I expected they would be gone the day, the day after. But quite a bit is actually covered on these videos. You get to see a lot of the changes that are, are coming around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, they have pretty much they have the new, you know, how to do the character creation screens. Things that was kind of cool is um, 
you didn't really catch some of the changes. It wasn't really announced. Um, but when I found the change, I found the site MMO. It's called MMO Site. It's the site that I found. Um, went on to it and I said, "Oh, you could embed these videos on your site if you want to." And I'm like, "Sure, why not?" So I just started putting them up there. Then all of a sudden, I realized, "Wait, they're on YouTube also." So you can grab guys. The Cataclysm thing is is why it's all over. You can find it. But I, I thought the videos would be kind of cool to go look through them and see. And um, you definitely get to see the coolest thing I thought was the Mount Hygel. Um, you know, you could see that whole new area and what's up there and see what's going on. Yeah, there was some, well, between that and say the, um, the gnome starter or sorry, the goblin starter zone too. They, yeah. some of the videos for those are there. You, you see basically the entire zone. You do. You do. You see the entire tire zone. Um, they have some of them kind of like the uh, Galenus wasn't that much. They didn't show much going on there, but I forget what it's called. It's the the silver something other, but it's with the goblins. Uh, that one's pretty big. The new instance, uh, I forget what it's called, but the new we have uh, something about North Valley or something like that. Uh, that one's on there. Uh, Cataclysm North uh, Expression North Shore. So it has that one in there too. So that was the that was the the like just last week they announced that they had hey. You know, here we're going to put up some information about it, but the videos that had already been out. And then we've got also videos about the new Winter Grasp as well, which uh, yep. was fairly interesting because as much as I hate doing them, um, it's only because of the, <laughs> the idiots that you tend to be grouped with. Because when it's working, it's actually a hell of a lot of fun. And so when I was looking at this, granted, the they don't have a lot of the... Um, the, the skin finished for it, um, but you get a good idea of the layout of what it's going to be like. So uh, that was fairly interesting, actually. I, I'm i not really into the whole PvP thing, so I, I wasn't too much into that one. Um, I was into um, figuring out how it's going to tame my new droid. The troll droids, <laughs> gonna, they have that on there. They show the troll droids, and uh, so I was got to be able to check them out. And the goblin mount. Oh, the, yeah. oh, oh that thing is so win. <laughs> <laughs> Did not everyone go, I'm rolling a goblin? I mean, everyone immediately, you, know, you see the video and you see that mount and you're just like, screw the organ. I'm going to be a goblin. In all honesty, we talked about this before and it was excellent to be able to see that thing in motion because quite frankly, it is as cool as you you think it's going to be from the screenshots. That that mm-hmm. mount is awesome. The, the thing that I like is that because quite frankly, once again, I do not want to roll a goblin. I have zero interest in rolling a goblin. Um, I can't believe you're saying that. Oh yeah, no, I've got none. I've got none. They've been in the game oh. since the beginning. It's nothing new, quite frankly. Granted, yeah, the Worgans have been to a certain degree as well. But well, they've been there. But it's just, I don't know. I have absolutely no interest in the goblin race. I really don't. Um, but what I like is that that mount will eventually be a PvP reward mount. So whether you're any of the other horde factions or races, I should say, you're going to be able to eventually get a PVP version of that mount, which like we were saying before too, I'm quite certain will have the most awesomest of paint jobs with like flames on the side and shit. It's going to be fantastic. So you'll be able to get it whether you are a a goblin or not. So I, I quite like that, but no, I have, are you saying you're actually interested in rolling a goblin? No, I will. Uh, I've, yeah, I've already. That's been pretty much public knowledge. I'm going to roll a goblin, and um, it's that's going to be my hunter. And the hunter's name is actually already done. It's um, the hunter is booger, and my pet is not. So, I have so you decided not. to go the classy route, is what you're saying? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> you see, I 
I kind of got to partially go with Raj on this one because I, I was down with the goblins because they look kind of nifty until I saw that freaking city. I, I, I don't want to uh, go into that city. Like no. even with the mount, it looks like it's going to be a, a, a horror. And I, c I can only imagine what those early levels are going to be like going there. Then again, you get a mount to like level five now. So but even, God, I, I one thing that kills me in games is bad city design. And while it Which fits is pretty into much the whole all goblin, of them. <laughs> while it fits into the whole goblin theme, I just look at that and go, ooh. No, no, thank you. Where's the nearest port to Undercity or something? That, that's, that says a lot when I'd rather be in Undercity than that place. Okay, well, well here, here's the fire. thing. With Undercity now, is there going to be no slime? Because the videos have all just been flyovers at the top. And with you being able to use the mounts in the cities and being able to fly in them, I'm wondering if they're going to get rid of the whole underground sewer part of Undercity because you wouldn't be able to fly in there. Well, that's one of the things that I noticed as well, too. Undercity is not so much with the under anymore. It appears to be over. It's, there's, um, like, it, granted, I would assume there's still the, the, the like, the infrastructure is going to be below ground if you want to go for whenever, but it looks like it's all above ground right now. Granted, that's, again, just one of these videos, so who knows? Well, I, I think it's still, Undercity is still going to be Undercity. I don't think they're going to go too far out of it. I mean, it's, I think you'll still have the structure of what it's going to be because they talked about what they were doing is opening up the city so that you could fly to them. So Undercity, there was no way to fly, so they had to add the whole top to it so you could actually fly to the city. I I, I don't know. So one thing I, you were talking about, Karazin or, Karazin or whatever it is, um, with the Goblin City, the thing I noticed about it is you notice the track that you ride around is actually more like a mini game than it actually is yeah. to navigate around the city. It's, you know, that you jump from across the platforms to try to get to a, you know, a suspended track and go on. So it's giving you also, if you look at them, object, you know, in a different light, the videos are giving you a way of like where Blizzard's going with this game or maybe what other things they're going to try out for us next time. Yeah, because people always seem like, oh, I just want to look at my character. I just want to see what the city is going to look like. But you can also get a taste of the mechanics, you know, and what they're planning on doing and some of the things they're doing. Well, the thing with the, the 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 city design as well, too, is like, well, case in point with what Vince is saying, like, really, I don't like the design of any of the cities. The fact that I'm going to be able to fly around in... Um, like Stormwind and just bounce to whatever section I want to go at versus having to navigate those goddamn waterways. That's fantastic. But what's that going to mean for Ironforge? Are we going to be able to fly inside of Ironforge as well? Because you would want it to be, again, the same kind of thing where you can fly around, but it wouldn't work because it's, it's in the cave. So the same thing with Undercity where I don't know if they're just going to put duplicates of most things above ground as well as underground as well i don't again that's one of the things that's not shown enough on these videos to see what they're planning yeah i don't think you're gonna get a lot of that um i they were talking about a cataclysm they haven't talked about the airport if you notice there's been no word about the airport in iron force so maybe that's gonna be the whole how to get to iron force thing is um that'll be the big surprise that they're hoping to you know offload on somebody uh, but now i I think, you know, Undercity, slimes, I still see slimes. Uh, the city designs it itself, is, it's a pain, but you're going to get me on a whole other rant about how they're changing the game in some areas on the old stuff versus the new stuff. So um, I'm just happy that I can fly. I, you know, I don't have to worry <laughs> about just in general that you can fly in old world. You know, I know they had to redo maps. Trust me, I understand all the mechanics, why you couldn't do it before. But there is so many times when I'd be leveling a character or, I, you know, you go back 
you're stuck. So you either ride, you know, your mount or you pick up the flight path and you're just kind of stuck where you want to go in the other world. So that's kind of nice. Well, what they're saying as well too, although they didn't just, they didn't say exactly when they they were saying that you'll be able to fly um, from the get go in, in Azeroth right now. Well, once the catacombs out, but they didn't say at what level. So it's going to be interesting to see at what level they're going to allow the flying mounts as well, or if they're going to make it so that you have to be 80 before you can get a flying mount in Azeroth. I'm hoping to hell they let you have them really early. I don't yes, think, I think they said something about that. They said, yeah, we don't plan to do any, I believe the term they used was old weather flying. So it yeah. looks like as soon as you get a flying mount, you'll be good to go. But then again, that's still, you're looking at level 60. I would rather see it even sooner than that. No, no, no more making mounts earlier levels. Earlier levels? I want to create a character and it's in my bank. That's what I want. I want, I want like some scantily clad salesperson outside of the inn at the, not like right at the beginning. Saying, kind sir, I believe you could use this. Boom, mount. That's what I want. No. Oh yeah. I've had it with running in this game. I've had it. I, I agree with the running, but you don't even have to run to what level fifteen or something like that. I mean, you hardly have to run at 20, all anymore. Twenty, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So, so some classes were before twenty was like forever. Nowadays, twenty is like in a week you get uh, a mount. I don't a care. Week. Still too much. <laughs> I, you can you can boom, get to level now. twenty in like three hours if you really see. There you go. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe the, if you're that's uh, the problem right there. It's not the fact I can't get my mount. It's the it's I want my mount when I start the game. I can fly around so I can level even faster. So I can blow through more content that the game that they spend all the developers on. Why create a game that's worthwhile then if you're just going to blow through it and not even experience it? Okay, I'll agree with you on that. Were this a game that had just just come out, but the fact that this is a game that now is over five years old, I'm going to disagree and with you on rebuilt. that. And it's being <gasps> rebuilt. Rebuilt Remember? within reason. Let's let's be honest here. Yes, they're introducing a lot of new quests and whatnot. But even looking through these videos, yes, there are a bunch of new changes and whatnot. But it's not like the entire original game is being gutted. There is going to be still a lot of the same content that was there five years ago that we've done over and over again. I'm very curious to know just how long it will take to blow through all of the new content that they're putting in. I cannot imagine it's going to be that, that much. Well, how fast did people level back in Wrath? It took them a month to two months. I think there's people who was like hitting 80 within a month and a half, two months. You know, it was before, before the first of the year. The game came out in October. People were about the end of November, I think it was. Um, November time frame they were level four to six weeks you'll have a max that's that's a max time frame okay but what I'm talking about is the actual questing for the new starter zones so as it stands now we've got you know x amount of zones for x amount of levels from one to say 20 or whatever and some Mm -hmm. of those are being redone however even with the changes you're still going to have a lot of the zones are going to have the original quests are going to be there as well because they're not being blown apart i mean some zones like darkshore yeah are getting blown apart so you're going to have a whole bunch of new levels or quests to do there but that's not the same for all zones they said that they were going to completely redo the one to sixty level. Yeah, the ones that they've, they they've chopped all everything. 
every map has been completely read is the level your leveling hub is completely redone um i think they said they didn't want you to stay in any one zone past like five levels so it's it's do like a zone and get in just you know the constant progression in the hub but if you look at their map they're i think they're all like five levels you know and that was released back what last year at um at blizzcon so uh it's they they have everything going it's like you know five level hubs go to the next one go to the next one so you, it's to make it faster so you feel like you're seeing stuff more and you're experiencing content more uh, it, but it is all new i mean all the quest maybe your quest are moved from where it used to be to somewhere else uh, but in general yeah it's new but see the thing with that too let's just assume then okay that most of the stuff is new the thing with the mounts with with me is that the mechanic of making you have to run from one place to another is not making you enjoy the game. It's a mechanic that at the time when they introduce new stuff, they want you to be able to see as much as possible. So they make you run so that you have to see it and you can't fly kind of thing. However, to me, if you, again, if you're introducing a bunch of new quests and whatnot, it's the quests that are fun. So from point A to B to get to whatever the quest is to do it, it's the quest that matters. That point A to B where you have to kill, you know, 15 freaking stupid slime things in order to get there, that's not fun. That's Are you really th- going to say not- you, didn't, you didn't sit there in any of the levels that you leveled up and went... Wow, did you see that? Oh man, I can't believe that. When you first went to Ash's era and you saw the falling maple leaves, you didn't go like, look at the amazing detail. When no. When you went I'll, to Fellwood, you see the dripping ooze going on, no. you were like, that's really No, but you know what I will tell you, just a, just going with what you're saying, I felt that in that exact thing the very first time I flew in Outlands. When you spent all of this time on the ground swearing, hating that goddamn zone because of the way it was designed, where you have to go 15 minutes out of your way just to get around a freaking chasm. But when you're flying above and you see it in three dimension where you can actually appreciate the breadth of the work that they did, that's when I went, wow, this is awesome. My it's point really is amazing. that you can appreciate the world just as much from the air from the ground, and then you're, you're not wasting time killing 15 boars to get to your quest. Oh, 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 Roger! Oh. Come on, you were oh, oh, vanilla, right? Don't, don't tell me you're like a BC baby or something like that. Come on, dude, I was in beta. Okay, so, so you're but, telling me you seriously didn't enjoy the old content when you first went and it was amazed by the detail, amazed by everything that you saw as you went I, around. It was like I can this is really freaking cool. I can appreciate it on a mount, whether it's on the ground, running, or in the air. I can appreciate that. I don't have to be on the ground getting bitten on the butt by every freaking Tom, Dick, and Harry mob. Everybody loved going through wetlands, and you know, you know, you got Ninja Gator underneath the the bridge there. Come on. I can tell you quite honestly, and and without no lie. I did not enjoy any running around in this game from day one. I've never enjoyed the running around. But, but Roger, think about it when back in the day when you hit 40 and you finally got that first mount and it was like, thank God I am never running ever, ever again. Well, you know you're going to because you know you're going to make new characters. And then you've got that dread of, I don't want to make another character because I don't want to have to run for 40 levels. So yeah, well, th- that back in the day attitude... So what are you bitching about? No, no, it did not take two hours to get to <laughs> no, 40 you, back in the day, darling. Game. Wow. No, no, it took no, a no, long no. time. Now to get to 20. Oh, yeah, like, now I'll get now. to 20, but it still is a pain. About? 
I'm bitching because, again, I don't, I'm not expecting you guys to agree with me, but I'm just saying you're not going to convince me <laughs> that it wouldn't be better to give you a mount at level one. Because in my opinion, it's, it's much better. I have absolutely no love for having to run anywhere and whether they're going to change the, the scope of the land it's still only i mean we're talking about the videos here when you're looking at the videos yes there are changes however in a lot of the cases the changes are not so sweeping that we're looking at a different game we're looking at a lot of the same things that we've already seen in the game just in different zones and whatnot so the the change is not that sweeping that at cataclysm you're going to feel like you're playing a new game so it's going to be similar mobs Similar things were in, I, I don't want to be riding through all this forever. I'll, I'll fly to where I have to go. Well, all right, well, here, here's get just even a riding mount. So then what happens the very first time somebody gets that damned Elec and sits on a mailbox when you're trying to get your heirlooms out? Because you know it's going to happen. How's that different than now anywhere else? Hey, all right. If you saw the video, you don't have to worry about it. You swim everywhere. <laughs> all right i just want to i just want to say a quick thing about the fly mounts like i i partially agree with roger like having the flying mount doesn't lessen your experience of the zone you're still there you still see everything but what bothers me about the flying mounts is that it lessens the immersion in the zone like you go to any anywhere now but let's go back to like burning crusade when everybody first got their flying mounts you go to, say, Netherstorm, and there would be hundreds of people in the zone, and you never saw a damn one of them because they were all flying. Like, you mm -hmm. would see them at, okay, here's the quest mob, there's a guy there, and then he's gone. It, my issue with flying mounts is it takes way too many of the players out of the game world, at least for me. And it takes away the, the multiplayer aspect of the game when almost never will you, in a flying zone will you see another player. Well, to that I can I can say quite simply that it's it's a three dimensional game. So whether they're in the air or on the ground doesn't really matter to me. And in terms of the game, and and I can say this again, going way back to beta, I don't think the game was ever designed. And this is my opinion. You can disagree. For the most part, it wasn't designed to be friendly to spontaneous grouping all over the place. I've had some, yes, for sure, but it's not like it's prevalent where you will just group with whoever you meet that is doing whatever quests. And it's not like I'm not friendly because I go out of my way to be chatty with whoever's around or whatever. And I've, I have grouped with a number of people and had fun. However, that has not been over, over five years has not been the prevalent way of playing. So whether they're in the air, they drop down, they get their mob and take off, or they're there and they're shooting the mobs and then they ride off or run off, is not going to change the fact that it's not like we're sitting down over beers and saying, hey, how's the wife kind of thing. That's So to me, that means nothing. Oh, but see, that's what's wrong with the game. Here, oh, I'm not disagreeing. Out, I'm going to get my rocking chair out. I'm going to sit in it, get my can of jello, and I'm going to tell you that's what's wrong with this here game. But it is. I mean, honestly, it's... I didn't play DDOA a lot. And you guys play games all the time, all right? You're playing a lot of different MMOs and different games at all. Getting them out, it, I I just don't see, think there's any problem with giving someone their land mount so they can travel through a zone faster. So, yeah, give them, you know, level 10. You know, as soon as they get out of the little starting zone, they qualify for the riding mount. Because, I mean, trust me, I hated running back and forth in Aberdeen, you know, and going to Ashenville and back up uh, and down, up and down. I mean, that was horrible, uh, right? So everyone has cringing from that. 
but but I wouldn't want people to start right away and just say, okay, I'm going to fly because you get very everybody gets lightheaded whatever version of quest helper they got and they go okay where do i have to go cords i got my cords i got my mount i'm flying right to it boom drop and like you said you know vince said that's it it's there is no more immersion helping each other forcing this to be the mmo it turns into just being an rpg yeah but is it that now rpg yeah that's why i don't like it but yeah, but what I'm saying is that, okay, regardless of level, let's look at the starter levels in any of the zones wherein you don't even have a regular mount, let alone a flying mount. Right now, can you honestly say, having rolled any new tunes, that you feel that there is any level of immersion and wanting to play with other players and grouping and doing things? Yeah, I can really? tell you. For me, absolutely. I, I would much rather find, an, uh, you know, starting out at level one, another level one, another level three, level five, whatever, and grouping around and doing my quest at level versus, okay. hey, you know what, doing whatever. And I mean, I ran solo. This well, this is my fourth break, my fourth hunter, and my fourth one, I actually ran solo all the way to 80. And I was like, you know what, I'm burnt. I'm done. I, I don't like the game because everybody at that point in time was doing exactly what you said. It's like, hey, why well, group up? You can either do it, you can either solo the content. Yeah, I can. But there's some group quests that even you know i can go back above level but even at level it's just the mechanics of the pools don't let you really pull them very well but what i'm saying is that yes that's what you want to be doing but is that what you're actually experiencing because i'm actually running a bunch of alts all the time i mean we've got sinister in the the live chat here too who runs a bunch now granted he tends to run with a lot of people that he knows as well so he does a lot of things with them and he's very helpful with whoever that uh has lobbies as well like myself to to help us out but in terms of just random people that you're seeing when you're leveling up an alt and grouping with them what I have found running a number of them is that that just doesn't happen. It, it, and to be quite honest, I, I can tell you that I've actually met up with more people in instances, random dungeon runs, that are telling me that after they hit 16, they're never even leaving the city. They're just running dungeon after dungeon and they're not even leaving the city anymore. So those quests I just know. don't exist. So what I'm saying is that whether or not you give us a flying mount ain't going to make a damn bit of difference. Right, because they already people... broke the freaking game. Exactly. So <laughs> if it's already broke, don't try to fix it. Just give me my goddamn flying no, mount immediately. No. <laughs> I, don't think they... the... <laughs> I don't think they can fix it. That's the point. At this point here, taking into consideration and the big killer for, for, for us right now, initially was the Battlegrounds. And now is also the random dungeons so that you never have to leave a city again as you're leveling. And most people will not. So they already broke it. And I don't think they can fix it. I don't think Cataclysm is going to fix it. It's broken. That's it. So now just make it as good as you can. Well, it's pretty much, um, God, what is that game I was playing forever? I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. And there wasn't. It's, uh, ah, crap. It's the one I won. Oh, Um, was it Global Agenda or something like that, right? Is, is that the name of it? Something global agenda? Yeah, there's a global agenda, yeah. Okay, so I think that's what it is. The futuristic um, shooter. Right, so if you, you, so you go in and you get everybody in, you group up in your dungeons, and then you group up, you just stay in the hub. You group up in the hub, you port, you go over, you get ported over into the, the dungeon that you're running, you run the dungeon, you come back out. Oh, it, it was it was fun. I, really, I was like, oh, this is really cool for the first four days I played it. And then after a while, I was like, I'm logging on, I'm doing a dungeon, logging on, doing it. And it's like, yeah, this isn't really that much fun because again, there's not that interaction. There's no immersion. You take away the immersion of the story. It, it, there's no, it's, 
It's just like, why play? I mean, why do you people, why do everybody love playing, you know, Dragon's Age, you know, or any other MMO, even the first person shooters nowadays, they love playing it because they, the creators of the game force you to be immersed in the story. As soon as you take the player out of the story, it's not special. And that's what WoW had at the beginning. Like it or not, hate the level of existence or not, you were immersed in that story as you were going forward. Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not about to say that I hated vanilla. Again, if you want to sit on a rocking chair, pull one up for me too, brother. I've been <laughs> I've been doing this <laughs> no, for no, way too many way. years. But there's a lot of things that people bitched about that there was a reason for it back in the day that too many people did not appreciate or found it far too easy to bitch about. Um, case in point, I I absolutely detested Battlegrounds when they first came out. I liked no, the too. world PvP. That that was thrilling. But then as soon as they introduced the Battlegrounds, it, it ruined that aspect for me. And then consistently over the years, they've ruined a variety of different things. So now it's come to the point where I'm feeling much like Sinister just said in the chat too, if you want extra immersion, that's your choice. Forcing others to have to put up with that immersion is not right because you can't compare it to a, a, a standalone RPG such as Dragon Age that you just said because that's a standalone RPG where they can force you down whatever path they, they want. <laughs> Bogus bull. Bogus bull. Bogus bull. I have been told. Bogus bull. Because saying that they can't force you, they can force, come on, Blizzard's game, they can force you whichever way they want to go. That is bogus bull. But they're not forcing you. What they're doing is they're giving into everybody who wants the easiest everything. So I want the easiest flyer. Give it to me now. No. That's not the strategy. Seriously, that is so not the strategy. No, it's not. The strategy is because they got it. They're not growing in the States. They're not growing in Europe. Okay. The only place they have left to grow grow is the Asian market. However, the Asian market is not a subscription-based market. It's a pay-to-play per hour market. So they got people in Asia, they want to go in and they want that instant content because they're paying. I mean, they're paying for literally like every minute that they're on the game. They're paying for how it's going to be. They want to get the people in level faster, get into the dungeons faster. That's why you're seeing 20, you know, 40 or 25s go to 10s. You'll see 10s go to fives. You'll see fives being a lot more because they're easier to group up, faster to get out, look at our heroics. That stuff's going to happen. And that's where they're marketing towards. They're going out, they're making the game to be more in line with the Asian market. I, I don't think you can blame it just on that. I mean, the game's not even, Wrath isn't even out in China right now, and that is the biggest market that they're looking towards. And there's no date in sight for that. I don't think that they were planning for that when they in, implemented the random dungeons. Again, no, I, I think, think a lot of what they've implemented is point blank to make it, uh, and they've said as well, too, a lot of the content that they had in the game was only being seen by the hardcore players, quote unquote hardcore players, and yet they spent oh, so much money on area. that. So that's a different content. That's different than random. And when you're talking about getting into random dungeons versus doing that, that's different content. The raid content is what they were talking about, and that's why they did the buffs. That's why they're doing the gating. This is why they made it so easy. You know, yes, that's but why I think that applies else, to everything as well. Heroes. No, it's it's all about it's all about time management and casual play get you in you can play in for an hour because that was the whole big thing about wow from the beginning for all of us we were all playing and we got tired of our three hour dead mine runs you know we're like this is only freaking dead mines it's taking me three hours what's the hell you know it's that kind of thing and so they're trying to get people in they can come in play the game with an hour and feel like they've accomplished something okay if you want to say the strategy is not asian that's where it's leading towards but because i mean but if you want to say it was the u.s market fine but what it is is that's it it's to get people in to be able to see and play and get in and do something accomplishing within an hour 
Okay, I think we're veering way off a track here. <laughs> way off track. And we've lost we've lost two co-hosts here. <laughs> Let's actually bring it right back to some of the stuff that we saw on these cataclysm videos as well. So let's actually go to Renee. Renee, what's some of the stuff that you saw in these vids that you liked? I really liked the new Ogremar and just how big the city seems now. Because it was always one of the bigger feeling cities, but it's damn near gigantic now. I'm actually really impressed with it. Though it would be kind of nice to see some of the NPCs and see where stuff is. And it looks like the auction house got, or the bank got replaced with um, Hellscream's chamber. I can't really tell, but... Yeah, I found that they brought a lot of the um, horde-type architecture that we saw in Northrend and just kind of plopped it down in Orgrimmar. Yeah, the one that seemed to do that a lot, too, was Brill. Brill looks exactly like yeah. the, um, what is the first zone in Howling Fjord? But the name is escaping me now. Yeah. No, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, and also it looks like the, oh, goddamn, see, now I'm going to forget all the names, too. <laughs> it's the Utgard yes, area, it's right? right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's, that's the thing, too, that when I was looking at these videos, th- though some of it is impressive, a lot of it we're looking at it are very similar, if not identical skins to what we saw in in Northrend, and I found that especially with the um, the horde buildings for Orgrimmar. Yeah. Mine, I still want somebody to do a very detailed video of Undercity, just because that is still my favorite horde city. So I want to see what they're going to do to it. All right, let's 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 go to YouTube. I'll just, I'll be quiet. I'll go to YouTube and find it for you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay, Vince, are you even playing anymore? I haven't played in forever like, seriously in almost a year. Okay. So you don't even care. No, I care. Cause I, I don't you care. I, I care I'm not feeling the care. Okay. Hold on there. Can you feel it now? A little bit. Okay. A little right. lower. <laughs> <laughs> it's feeling something. All right. Yeah. Uh, Do I need to cough? One, the, oh, <laughs> oh. Hold on. I'll make a wash my hands. All right. We pass the brain no, bleach. So it, in the videos, the one zone that really stood out for me, well, two zones, was the Plague Lands. Because I don't know about you guys, but back back in the day, you old men, <laughs> I loved the Plague Lands. You know, back back when there was no Silithus, there was no Winter Spring, when Plague Lands was the end of the game almost. I spent so much time there that I, I still love the place. I, I still level characters through there now. I'll stay until 62 leveling through the Plague Lands because I love it so much. Well, not now, but you know what I mean. So I really like a lot of the changes they did there. Um, I, I like the that we're starting to see the humans taking back the zone from the Scourge and how it's starting to grow. And it's from what we've seen of the new zones, it's one of the few zones that actually is showing a progression to the future instead of just being blown up. Yeah, see, I think that I am with most other people in terms of opinions about the Plaguelands in in that they suck. They just suck. They were terrible back then. I just hope the hell they're going to be better now. I know I'm in the minority on that one, but I always loved the Plaguelands. Oh, despised it. In fact, as soon as Outlands or RBC came out, it was the perfect opportunity to skip over it. And the fact that so many people did completely skip over it led you to believe that, yeah, it is that bad. Yeah. 
I, 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 I have to say, I never liked to play Lance. I, I, I didn't. It was especially Eastern. Western wasn't too bad. Eastern was a pain in the neck with all the little ditches and divots and stuff going around. It was a pain. Yeah. Even if you, I like how they put the starter quests for the DKs in that zone so that you get just the, the briefest experience there to kind of give it a little bit of life. But then as soon as you're good to go, boom, you're gone. Stormwind or Orgrimmar, bye baby. Yeah, Bring a bag bye-bye. for all the rotten fruit that you're going to be picking up <laughs> along the way because that's <laughs> who cares about the plague lands at that point. But yeah, but, I kind of liked with, the plague lands. Yeah, to agree with the chat room, I mean, back at the time, that was where all the lore for the game was almost. Like all of the, the end game storylines at one point or another took you to the plague lands. This is true. Even if you were in winter spring, it took you all the way over there. Yeah, but then it didn't take long, too, before you were either doing your your Molten Core stuff or your Anixia stuff, in which case, you know, Stratholme and Skolomance didn't matter quite as much at that point. So part of the end game was there, but I don't think all of it by any means. Well, I, at the early end game, because I don't know, I spent half my life in freaking Stratholme or School of Mans trying to get the that first dungeon set. <laughs> okay, so let's move on from there. Um, we obviously saw quite a few things in those videos. There's, um, it, it was nice to see the videos versus just the screenshots. Um, there's a lot of zones that do look like they're, they've got a, a whole bunch of changes coming up. Granted, again, it's not I'll have to actually be in it to be able to appreciate it. I don't know if you guys feel the same because I'm still looking at this and thinking it's not quite as far reaching as, as I would have hoped, not that I I thought, but so much as I hope it. And I think I might be getting spoiled just from a lot of the MMOs coming up that we are looking forward to, such as, you know, Terra, Star Wars, the old Republic and things like that. So Brick, I don't know, are you, is this still going to be your game for a while yet, or are there any other MMOs on the horizon that you are looking forward to? No, I, I'm, I'm at a point of, I will ditch WoW as soon as the next MMO comes around that catches a, you know, attention that says people are playing it enough to go to it. Right. <laughs> I, I am, I, you know, I actually was going to close my account and I forgot it was on automatic, you know, card. <laughs> all of a sudden I go, wow, my account's active again. Great. I guess I got six more months of wow. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it, it, it's cool. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't like the Disney under, you know, the, under the sea, you know, what we're going to have with Vosh or whatever it is. Um, I, I, it's just so much about the game has just, I don't know, maybe I've moved on or maybe, you know, whatever's happened, but it's just, it's just not the same game as it was. And it's not as much fun for me. Tara, I, I am, I want to play that game. I, I, I'm looking at it going, it looks exciting. It lo- you know, it's like, I, I want to play. And it just from, you know, I see that old Republic, the same thing. I want to play. Um, I'm playing a lot more dungeons and, you know, DDOA and I'm actually enjoying it. And it's, a, you know, it's frustrating. It's got a lot of this little stuff with the UI. That's not as great. And, you know, things like that. But at the same time, um, it's, got enough of the magic that right now when i sit down and go like which game should i play i typically log into ddoa okay well no you've been playing for quite a while too you've been playing since vanilla obviously but how early in vanilla oh uh i don't know it's this is going on six six years i guess now yeah so it's been a while Um, you know yeah 
Well, the thing, too, is that, like you're saying, it's not the same game. And to a certain degree, no, it's not the same game. However, in terms of the actual core mechanics of the game, it is still the same game. So when we're looking at something like Terra with the combat mechanics and the questing mechanics and things like that, and then you look at Guild Wars 2 with the persistent world events that are going to change the world for everyone and you're looking at the interaction between characters in terms of your spells that you can use together and then you're looking at what they're saying for star wars the republic and whatnot really cataclysm it doesn't even come close with the world change that they're doing doesn't even come close to changing the mechanics of the game to be able to come close to to matching those changes yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think we're we, okay, we covered that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're I, all on the same page there. Yeah. Feel the I, same I, I think that's what everyone is really chomping the bit and saying, okay, Cataclysm has to be, it's going to, you know, nothing's going to kill WoW. WoW's going to be on forever. I mean, EQ's not dead. You know, other ones aren't dead. So it's not going to kill it. Um, game's still there. Skill's going to have a, a big subscriber base. There's going to be a lot of us who went on to this new and whatever we're looking for, we're leaving. We're, we're going to some other game. Um, but I think we all want to see the black box. You know, we all want to see, is it, you know, is it what the rumor said that it's going to be some kind of, um, you know, cyberpunk MMO FPS type game that, you know, I've heard out there. Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be cyberpunk? Is it going to be like anime style? Like, you know, some of them kind of are now kind of leaning towards more of that, you know, is it going to be like more of a Jan, you know, J MMO? I don't know. You know, I don't know, but it's going to be kind of fun um, to see. And I think that's what people want. And as much love as I have for Blizzard, when they're talking about the new MMO, I don't know how many people are on the same page as I have. I am, but in all honesty, I would be far more willing to lean towards another MMO from another distributor versus the Blizzard MMO right now. Really? Yeah. When you, you consider an MMO. Well, uh, yeah. When you <laughs> when you consider who's on the board and doing it, I mean. Yeah, that's one same, of the big things. Really, because Kaplan's the one leading it. You don't like Kaplan style. I really don't. I really don't. There's a lot of things that were done that were because of him that I think were bad for the game. And I think that a lot of the things that were implemented throughout the years with the game as well were were not good. They they took away a lot of aspects of the games that were were fantastic when they began. So and again, that's personal playing style too, oh, a personal choice. But I really I no love lost for for Kaplan when he left WoW to to go work on the other MMO. Uh, I think between I think between Messen and Kaplan working on it, that's a good team. I mean, you got Messen who's who's got he's got creativity when it comes to the lore stuff and what's going on and working with his team and how to lead them through storylines. And I think Kaplan really understands the the what gets the uh, that raider hardcore mmo mentality person going this is what i want to play i want to play this in an mmo rpg you know this is where i want to go to i think he has that some of the mechanics things that he started up in wow no i mean come on we will never ever 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 forgive kaplan for the green hills diaries sorry oh, oh, so we'll never oh, never oh, forgive oh, oh, that's God. his quest so oh, yeah the thing too with kaplan is that they introduced a game that had a whole bunch of hybrids and yet kaplan hates hybrids now being someone who from retail day one played druids uh only recently having been paying a lot more attention to hunters and having a blast with them but being a druid for that many years and getting kicked in the balls over and over and over again without a cup i got to 
tell you that you really start to despise Kaplan, and that's having played both a druid as well as a shaman as well as other hybrids. Oh, they oh, introduced no druid love. I've been a priest since vanilla. Fuck oh, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. All right, out of the people who are here who should really complain, I I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and I complain about hunters a lot. And druids, druids have gotten a lot of love. Come oh on. no, 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 no. no 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 oh, no druids yeah. have been bashed oh, throughout yeah. the really? year really? yes okay no, no 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 here this is all i have to tell you and it's going to settle it once and for all mining while flying you're done no you can't mine <laughs> you can herb but you can't mine oh, okay. but Peg that being said regardless flying, of that i mean you have a class that until bc was pigeon toed only into one role literally you could not do anything with the others. No, my whole I, class is one role. What are you talking about? All but that's your class. You're not a hybrid. That's my point. The hybrids <laughs> were the ones that were beat up, and Kaplan point blank did not oh. believe in hybrids. And a hey, Miss Tart there, Seriously? I've leveled a priest up to Roger, mid sixties as well. On. Roger. Okay, uh, we're gonna get wait, off of this right, anyways. Right. Tart, Tart just wants to bitch anyways. Um, <laughs> Other cataclysm news that we had was not so much cataclysm, but on the PTR, we've got the Nomorigan run as well as uh, Zalazane runs are going to be in there. So you're going to be able to do that. Not much point in chattering too much about that. The other thing that is, has been newsworthy lately has been the mobile auction house. Now, it is something that I don't know how much you guys have been using it. I've actually got it on my iPhone. And as much as I hate to see it, say it, I've actually been using it and enjoying it quite a bit. Are either of you guys using it? No, won't. You, you will not? Out of principle nope. or...? Two ninety nine for a freaking yeah. iPhone app, so that I can play my game that I already pay fifteen bucks a month for, and had to pay another thirty to forty bucks plus all the other expansions at twenty bucks to to get. No, I that's give me the iPhone app so that I can do it. It doesn't cost you know, cost them a little bit to do it. They're gonna get a lot more love and a lot more people wanting to play it because it's extended. No, will not do it. Yeah, thank thank you, Brigwin, because that right there is my biggest issue with it. Like I. I remember back when our monthly fee used to go towards stuff like this, so I don't understand why there's another cost on top of it. Yeah, but I mean, they're charging a small fortune for Sparkle Ponies right now. It's it, I did not think for one moment that this would be coming up free. It, I, I just don't like it. I yeah. don't don't like it. No, I don't it's like wrong. I don't like paying for anything in a game that I'm already <laughs> paying for. It doesn't make sense. I mean, there's no why. Why seriously? Can you can you justify? Can you justify it? And it's not it's not just a fee. It's like an ongoing it's like a monthly charge, right? It's two ninety nine a month yep. subscription. Three bucks yep. a month. So it's not that I just buy the app for three bucks. All right, maybe I buy the app for three bucks because you know you're gonna get millions of loads, so it's more than gonna cover the cost. I could do that. But I'm gonna pay three bucks a month to manage an auction house. Okay, here's the thing. Then that means all I'm doing is buying gold. I'm paying three ninety nine a month for whatever gold I can make off the auction house. True. It's buying gold. Renee? I can't play it. I can't use it at all because I don't have an iPhone. Yeah, but you can do the the web version. Uh, yeah, maybe once I get my new BlackBerry. But right now, my phone's kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> no, so, but I mean, yeah, off, that's not happening. No, you can do it off the browser too. Off your browser anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, not much point though. If you're on your computer, you could be just in game doing it. For the ones work. It's but for the ones that work. To be right, while Sinwise is talking about gap accounting on the selling gold, no, it's not a matter of gap. It's a matter of how you phrase the tokens that you're using in gold in game to make economy based in dollars transaction, which Blizzard has very clearly stated that they can't. So it's different than the ones where you can like second life. People always make that stupid law up and it doesn't work. 
Sorry, it's a rant that's really got me off of the thing about why Blizzard can't sell gold legally, and that has nothing to do with GAP and it has nothing to do with tax laws. It has to do with just if they want to, and they will. It's the last card they're going to pull out to make buku bucks of money. Oh, God, yeah. They'll make a small fortune. Getting back to the Armory app now, I have been using it a lot, and I'm certainly not going to come to its defense but by any means, because everything you're saying is exactly what I've been thinking as well. I have a huge problem with, well, I've made it quite obvious. I have a huge problem when I have to transfer a character. I have a huge problem with 25 bucks for a sparkle pony. I, I Gouging is gouging. And I really did not want to like this app because I didn't want to be paying three dollars extra a month for and you're gonna pay to be i I probably won't but you you heard the problem there simply because i have been using it and god damn is it ever slick it works very well no no that's not for sure because (laughs) i'm hoping to get into a beta soon for something else (laughs) that will take me away from this game um but no it is freaking slick now again this is not coming to the defense of it or to try to justify the cost, because there is absolutely no justification for the cost, point blank. In terms of what the app is, however, um, it's slick. It is fantastic. It's you can finally make money while <laughs> crapping. It's fantastic. Oh, great. Be I can paid make gold. To I can sit there and buy stuff and I, sell stuff on the auction house. While I'm on the crapper, I can listen. Listen, I know so much that I have to worry about when I'm crapping. I can finally shit gold bricks, is what I'm saying. It's 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 that cool. But no, it actually is. In terms of what the app is, they there's a couple of things that they would have to change. Quite namely, they would have to make it so that you can access um, stuff that's in the guild vault as well, because anybody who's got a alt bank alt has got them in their own guild and is using the guild tabs as well so they have to implement that so you can use that as well oh uh, that's wrong no because then i'm auction housing you know no that opens up way too many doors no leave no just no. because just because you got the you know the single person guild which you're not supposed to have which in cataclysm is going to never mind but you're not supposed to have so that's like the <laughs> whole thing no, it's just wrong. You're not okay? opening any doors it's that wouldn't wrong. be there anyways. If you have got it open so that other people can get stuff anyways, they can get stuff, whether they're sitting right. on the crapper or no. not. I'm gonna, okay, right, they can. <laughs> but all it's going to do now is that it's going to be the sleeper account because now it's not going to be that my tune was on when I did it. I was in the auction house and I got it through the auction house. You know, And I could be the one who fairing the transactions back and forth. It could be just another way of losing stuff. It's no, no. This, this whole auction house app thing, it's cool if you want to use it. I won't. Ash, I think it's. I think you're out of your mind to pay thirty six bucks a year to to play the auction house. But if you okay, want but to, look, that's cool. Again, I'm, your subscription. I'm but, I mean, again. I wasn't justifying the cost. I'm talking about the app in and of itself. The I, app, how saying, well the app works in terms of the, just. You enjoy it that much? Seriously, you enjoy it that much that like while you said you're on the crapper that that's what you do. Well, it's it's either that or Sudoku or something. But I mean, really. But it, not just that. Regardless of where you are, it doesn't have to be just a crapper. It was a joke for Christ's sakes. Um, <laughs> it is a well done app. And to be able to just quickly bounce in, you can actually manage your auction items, I find, more easily through that app than you can in-game. It's very fast. It's very well designed. Again, I'm not making excuses for the the fee. I think that the fee is, is ridiculous. But in terms of what the app is, 
it's very cool. Plus, you can actually access the neutral auction house by literally just pressing a button and then you're in the neutral so that you don't have to go to Booty Bay or, or, or Gadgetstan. You can do it right then and there. So in terms of what it is, I think it's very, very well designed. The $3 a month, if you're going to justify, if you're going to justify it, is basically a cup of coffee and a donut if you're doing that while you're at work. So a once a month, don't have that coffee and donut or muffin, then it's it's not that hard to justify. It's not no, a, no, it's I don't not, think it's, it's right that, that they. Oh, I think it's hard to justify three bucks a month going to that as opposed to anything else because of added cost of the game. But if you want to know, not personally justify it, just justify it corporate wise. But that's the whole rant that we beat to death. But the thing with this. <laughs> If the if it's going to go that way, where it's now become the meta game to the fact that you're going to play the auction house to earn your gold and to manipulate, you know, get everything going on, so you can have all that, cool, play it, enjoy it, do it what you want to do when you're off the game. But at some point in time, I would think that you would go, you know what, the auction house, it's 40, 24, 48 hours. You really have to worry about it that much constantly. I don't think it's so much constantly as it is just a matter of convenience and the speed with which you can just literally start up an app and put up a bunch of auctions. The other thing about it too, and again, I'm not, you don't take it that I'm defending it. The other thing that I'm finding is that while I'm doing this, I'm actually finding that I'm having to spend less time in game worrying about auctions and just doing whatever leveling fooling around that I want in game and then wherever I am whether I'm sitting down while the wife's watching a TV show or just laying in bed and just quickly going through auctions and putting them up then I'm spending more time less time doing the auction house stuff in game and more time playing and yes that's just putting you in that world that much more which is what they want but I do find that it, a if it was free there wouldn't be a question I would buy I would buy the app if they sold it and use it without a doubt. Yeah, with the price, I, I don't know if they I, I will or not. But in terms of what it is in the convenience, I think it's actually a very well done app that allows you very quickly to be able to put your auctions out. I mean, whether you're on the freaking bus on the way to work or whatever, it's it's it, it is well done. I just done. find it highly ironic that you tell me that you're in bed with your wife and you roll over to play the auction house. I didn't say nothing about rolling <laughs> over. I mean, she's got to get ready for bed in the bathroom for a while. And if you're married, you know it takes them a while to do that. I was married, but I'm still finding that highly awkward. Are All we right. going to go there? Because I, I don't mind. I really don't mind. And with that, we're going to take a short break. We're going to feel, refill our drinks and we're going to come back with some non-WoW related news. Yeah, that's good. 
Mr. Potter on my head. I'm gonna eat your brain. We are beyond that. Welcome back to For the Lore. So we did lose Mr. Brigwin. However, we are back, just the three of us, to discuss some of the other games that are out right now, some of the news that, that is out. Before we get into that, though, Renee, you did. You were saying you picked yourself up a PS3. What brought that on? Um, partly because I used to have one. Um, and then in all of the drama that ensued in my personal life, I lost mine. And I really missed it, and I needed a console. And I was joking about getting a 360 and when i was in buffalo last weekend joe was like hey no you should get a ps3 instead and then that way i can steal it from time to time that's what it is well you know he wasn't joking that's exactly what's gonna happen oh no i know it is and i told him (laughs) that's okay because he can steal my ps3 and i will turn right around and steal his 360 when he does so it's fine it's hard to tell who's getting the short end of the stick there (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. in this relationship, I, Tart's always going to get this one. <laughs> I love the PS3s. I always have. I've always liked PlayStations better than Xboxes, partly because um, for me, the controllers fit in my hand better. I have a really hard time with the. That's going to be a defining factor in, in when you're looking at games is how the controller fits in your hands. Screw the potential of the machine and, and, and the hardware behind it. It's it's how the, the controller fits in your hands. Well, you see, if you're going to be sitting and playing for eight hours and you're going to get a hand cramp after an hour because the controller doesn't fit, well, then what's the point? Yeah, that, that That's one of the few reasonable arguments i've ever heard like everybody always (laughs) has some bullshit excuse they come up with but you know like preferring one controller over the other is a legitimate decision okay then (laughs) so what have you been playing on the ps3 then since you picked it up um well i bought the first assassin's creed and the first uncharted um because they were on the greatest hits and really cheap yeah and because I wasn't able to play them when they came out the first time around. Um, and I also bought 3D Game Heroes, which has just kind of taken over my life. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that game is so retardedly fun. I actually haven't tried that one yet. That's Is that oh, a PSN title or is that? No, it's. I believe it's available. It might even be available for the 360 as well. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I'm but pretty it's, sure it's PS3 exclusive. Oh, but, I'll have to well, check yeah, it out. Let's go show yeah. you. How far did you get into uh, Uncharted? Um, not very. I've only played it for maybe an hour. Okay. Because then I was like, oh, 3D. And yeah. <laughs> Went yeah. downhill from there. Exactly. When I'm sitting at the TV, like screaming, you know, spider, kill it dead. Then, you know, that, <laughs> there's just something to be said about that. 
Well, I, you will have fun with Uncharted. I actually found the controls a lot better with Uncharted than with Assassin's Creed. Then, granted, that may be a personal preference, but I, I found Uncharted way, way better in terms of, of being able to control uh, the, the the main character. And uh, and then Uncharted Two, pff, I, oh, man, I've got nothing but love for that game. So if you can get through one, make sure to pick up two. You will definitely love it. Oh yeah, that that is on my list. I just right now. Um work is kind of consuming my life because I think I'm consistently working about 60 hours a week right now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on from there to some Star Wars Old Republic news. Um, there was a video that came out, and I actually just closed the freaking page accidentally. Uh, there was a video that came out on the possibility of vehicles in the game. And it wasn't until... I actually was watching the video that I thought, well, of course there'd be videos, there'd be um, vehicles in the game. It's going to be an an MMO, so it would stand to reason that there would be vehicles. But it, it really opens up your 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 mind in terms of like, wow, like what kind of vehicles can we? Oh, look at this! I accidentally <laughs> nobody's looking at the page. Please, live. Um, it really sure. opens up. <laughs> How about we copy the Earl instead of copy the word vehicle and then put it in. Oh, I'm going to edit that out. Shut up. It could happen to you. <laughs> no, it couldn't. Yes, it could. You're not that awesome. You think you are, but you're not. Um, but it really opens up your mind in terms of like the possibilities of whether it's like a pod racer or these speed racers or, or the things like that, that you'll be able to have as essentially just mounts in the game. Especially with the variety of the planets we're going to be visiting. Who knows? And I want to ride a Tauntaun. <laughs> yes. But it's true. Yes. I mean, more so than most games, simply because it is something that's going to take you across planets. It's like what you just said. There's going to be an endless amount of possibilities of what you can have as a mount, whether it's something as simple as an actual animal versus, a again, a, a pod racer or some mechanical mount like that. Awesome. Okay. Sorry, Tart, you were saying? Oh, no, I was going to say that was just, that was mine when I was looking at it, too. I was like, well, of course you'd have vehicles because it's one thing to even, you know, have to run across a continent, but across an entire planet, not so much. The thing, too, with that is I'm wondering how they're going to do it if it's going to be something like um, Mass Effect, wherein when you land, you have a a certain small space or or Star Trek kind of thing where you have a very small space or if you're going to have a fairly wide reign in terms of where you can go, making then use of different vehicles or or whatever kind of mount to be able to get to where you want. But quite honestly, it's not something that I thought about when I was looking at the game. I hadn't the thought of mounts hadn't it, which is obvious from this post as well too, that it's not necessarily something that everyone's thought about. But now that they've opened up that door through this video, it's like, oh my God, yeah, we we got some pretty cool opportunities here. So yeah, if you're a mount collector, if they want to put that into this game as well, that'd be pretty freaking sweet. It it shows you just how little we've been focusing on the mounts because honestly, the speeder bike was the least cool thing in that video, and it's yeah. the one thing everybody's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it was a why cool... can't we play this game yet? Oh, yeah, yes, you see, I agree wholeheartedly. 
they're bringing out things and then it's making you want to play it. And then it's not until you actually rationalize that there's still a year before it comes out kind of thing. Well, a little under a year because they were also talking about the companions. Now, this is something that had come up during an interview quite a while back, several months back when like, I mean, when Dragon Age Origins had first come out, even they were talking about this. Um but they're finally giving you a little bit more information as well about your companions and what you can expect kind of thing. And having played through the Mass Effect as well as Dragon Age Origins, it I can easily see this fitting into, again, the Bioware design of games, whether it's a standalone RPG or or MMO. So I'm quite looking forward to this mechanic of... Yes, Dan, I said the Mass Effect. There's an homage to Rick there. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it too, and I thought, is anybody else going to pick it? Yeah. Uh, But I am looking forward to a companion in the game and in an MMO game like that. I don't know about you guys. I am. It it almost. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, mine is from the fact that I always play a healer. So the idea of having a companion and having a tanking companion for times when I'm doing things solo, that just, that was so much win right there. Yeah, no, I agree. Vince. Yeah, like, I, I like how how it's going to fill in a, like, a gap. Like, obviously, you know, it's an MMO. We want to play with other players, but that's not always a possibility. So I, I'm glad that they're adding in the functionality that, okay, if you're at this, you know, group quest and there's nobody to group with, you're not completely screwed and I love how they're tying the companions into your character so much, how you can influence them, how they'll actually speak up in cinematics and all that. I just kind of kind of worry that they're actually going to do too good of a job with the companions. If you have the if I have the option to play with you or my companion, eh, screw you, buddy. I'm going to go play with HK-47. <laughs> but I don't think that's a bad thing because I Again, having played through, which we both have, um, Mass Effect as well as Dragon Age Origins, where your companions mean a lot in the game, putting that in an MMO is not going to deter me from wanting to play with other people. It's only going to make it so that I can either enjoy the game solo or if I am grouping with someone, now we've got an entire different level of group mechanics which is, I think, very cool. Instead of always the same old crap in terms of group mechanics, now we're going to have, I'm grouping with you, we each have our companions to bring along as well. So then you're micromanaging each of you, two different characters kind of thing. So I I don't know, I, I see it as something that's not going to deter me from playing with other people, but make it that much more interesting when I am playing with them as well as solo. Yeah, I've never quite thought about it that way. Like, overall, I, I like it, so... And yeah. I like it from I like it from an RP kind of aspect as well that it's just something else to throw you into the world. Yeah. You can actually interact with your companions rather than just like wow, where you know if you have a hunter pet, great, you know it. We can talk help about you I interact things, with my hunter but... pet all the time. That's only when you're lonely in the Iron Forge tram. That does not count. Um, <laughs> oh, the brain bleach. <laughs> yeah, it's true though that they're they're going to have and see we're seeing this. Let's look at, at Mass Effect, where they're introducing uh, different characters that you can add to your team or whatnot, and then you have those background stories that are added to it. 
in an MMO where you're going to have these companions that are with you all the time, that allows them to give you that much more lower tied not just to you but to your companion as well i don't know if they will or not but it the opportunity is there for them to really suck you into even more um quests and whatnot that's not just for you personally but for your personal team you and your companion how huge is this game going to be (laughs) well ea has already said that they're spending more money on this than any other game they they've ever done Uh, i'm not i'm not just talking about impact i mean just physically how huge is this game going to be well i think that's why it's taken so goddamn long but it's one of those things where okay let's look at everything that they've talked about introducing in the game everything that we've seen up to date let's look at the track record that they've they've got recently with dragon age origins as well as mass effect 2 and then let's think about everything that they've hinted at they want to put in the game now that may not yet be all in but they're working on it. I'm actually willing to give them until 2011 to get it done if they can get all of this crap in. If they can make it as good as they're making it appear to be, yeah, take your time, do it right, because yeah. then we will be sucked. I mean, case in point, WoW has sucked us in for more than five years. So if you're looking at a game like this that stands to be much, much more immersive and cooler um then yeah take your time release it mid you know 2011 and then we'll have another five six years to play this game if we want yeah give us some time to play all these other games before we never play anything else again (laughs) and and my my thought process on this as well i'll have my new computer built by the time this comes out so i can actually play Awesome. We can all group I together. Know. Awesome. So anyways, the only other Star Wars news that wasn't so much Star Wars as it was Batman is that Luke Skywalker is no longer, Mark Hamill, going to be doing the Joker voice once um, Arkham Asylum 2 comes out, which is a little sad because he defined that voice. And it's something that we talked about with Joe as well. Um, in Arkham Asylum, the voices make a large portion of that gl- that game. And so taking out this character, not just in terms of the game, but as well the, 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 the animated series as well, it's going to be quite a hit to find somebody else to fill those shoes. It, it, it makes me very sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, in, in the whole Joker lineup, okay, I, I was never a big fan of Jack Nicholson's Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker was really good, but... For me, the two people who, at least in my opinion, really got the Joker were Cesar Romero and Mark Hamill. So now that Mark Hamill is not going to be doing it anymore, I, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how much, how many more they're planning with the Arkham Asylum run. I, I cannot see that much more than the sequel coming out. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they will well, work on another one after that. Not just Arkham Asylum. He's not doing the Joker again ever. Oh, no, for I understand. Animated or anything. <laughs> I understand. I'm talking strictly in terms of the gaming because yeah. no, I understand. Like, and we we actually watched the animated series with the kids and whatnot. Oh. Uh, and so, and it's something that really drew me in when we when I played Arkham Asylum is that I recognized the voice, the voices from the TV series. And and that was huge to me. I, I it really really was. So and the the thing is with him too is that say what you will about his acting skills in 
in the Star Wars series, he's freaking amazing in terms of voice work. Now, it's that's not to say that he's going to stop doing voice work, but obviously we're going to have to find another another Joker. So moving on from there, just to talk briefly, we had a little bit of Guild Wars 2 news, which they're really pumping this stuff out right now, too. Um, they were giving us a little bit more of an overview in terms of the personal stories. They were talking a lot more initially about the persistent world changes, but now they started talking about the personal stories as well, which are basically going to be the quests that you're going to be doing and whatnot. Vince, you want to take us through this? Um yeah like i i'm still floored by how much they're introducing in this game like yeah especially at with no subscription fee this game is just blowing me away with the amount of innovations and content they're just throwing in there like as they've said you know you're gonna have your own personal space in the city that's going to evolve with you like as you complete quests different npcs are going to start showing up like in your little personal area it's not even a house it's a whole section of the city that's going to be instanced just for you and you're actually going to see a physical representation of all of your choices in the game like we've seen with the with the events you know that's a big world thing and you know those are going to repeat from time to time but this this is entirely you and it's just throwing you even more into this game and it's amazing renee have you been keeping up with this game at all um i have been i cannot wait to play it i haven't actually been able to play guild wars the original yet uh, mostly because since i have a laptop right now my hard drive is actually full um and yes most of it is games so i haven't been able to pick it up because my external hard drive has not gotten here yet um but it is on my list of two plays, but just some of the stuff that they're talking about doing with this game sounds completely amazing. Yeah, no, again, it's one of those things, too, where in they're doing a good job in giving us information about the game versus some of the other people, um, different games that are coming out. What I'm finding is that they're they're giving us information on the global scheme and then narrowing it down to what we you can personally expect as the game comes out. But yeah, it's nice to read that the whatever it is that you want to do in terms of your own personal questing and storyline and whatever is going to have just as much impact on your personal world, uh, Tyria, what it's going to be like as the actual group mechanic questing as well. It's not like one is being given the short end of the stick. So it's again, it's one of those things, same as with the the, the Star Wars The Old Republic, where they're talking a good game. I'm I'm just hoping to hell that all of this actually comes through when they put it out. Exactly. I mean the talk is really nice, but some of these games, if they can pull off in half of these games the stuff that they're saying and pull it off well. I'm going to be hard-pressed for time away from my computer from playing all of these games. Well, it's time to shut down all the blogs and podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, You don't post on your blogs anyway, so. 
Oh, you know what? That was harsh. And with that, though, we are going to actually wrap up the podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Brigwin for coming in for a a pleasant argument about WoW. Uh, Renee, thank you very much for for standing in for Joe as well. And uh, Vince, same as always. I mean, you're here. Thanks. Uh, I will try to have the podcast out tomorrow. If not, it'll be out on Wednesday, the scheduled date. And we, I'm hoping, will have another feature from Chris, but not quite sure. He hasn't told me yet whether or not it'll be on next week you'll want to make sure to tune in at 6 45 p.m same as normal on monday thanks guys this is kirby with a handheld minute with a preview for dragon quest 9 for the ds all right so let's get the pleasantries out of the way here's what we know about the dragon quest series it has the slimes it has a turn-based combat it has that dragon ball-esque look that we saw in dragon quest 4 for the ds it has that belly dancer girl Okay, good news everybody. We don't have to be some child whose parents died at a young age. In Dragon Quest IX, you're an angel whose goal is to travel to God's land. After earning a special fruit that would allow him to travel to God's land, the angel's land is attacked and the special fruit is lost. The fruit carries a promise to fulfill the partaker's desires. However, it twists the eaters into a darker form, which now our angelless hero has to take care of. Now on to the look of the game. From the previews I've seen, it's a bit updated from the version 4 for the DS. You'll select targets from first person view and switch third person to watch the battle draw out. The characters looks are customizable in that when you change their gear, their looks change also. You'll also be able to create the look of your hero, whether male or female, by changing their hair color, their hairstyle, their skin tones, their eyes and such. And finally, you'll be able to play it in multiplayer via local Wi-Fi. Now, in this multiplayer, you can wander off and get yourself killed, or you can stand by your friends and help them as they fight monsters. Gameplay hasn't changed much, if at all, from the looks of it. I was never able to finish Dragon Quest IV for the DS, so I'll probably put this on the waitlist for me, especially since Joe got me into the Dresden File book series. Of course, I do need to beat Dragon Quest 4 too. This game is expected to hit the shelves on July 11th for the expected price of $35. This has been Kirby with the Handheld Minute. Good day. name <laughs> you're screwed you, you do realize joe's gonna take your last name right yeah i was thinking that actually today i was thinking man yeah he he should because way better oh, that one's one you guys would have to bring up with him it's not like he's got any man cred to, to that's worth saving none whatsoever you know you guys love him we pretend uh-huh. And even at that, not very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Now, 
Question is, is Mr. Brig going to make it on for the pre-show to check his audio? I'm thinking no. Why? Because he's a bastard hunter. <laughs> All hunters are bastards. They don't care about the rest of the group. Just themselves. That's him. And me too lately. I've been loving it. <laughs> After being kicked in the balls as a druid for like over five years, I've been having a lot of fun as a hunter, actually. What? <laughs> a little louder. Okay. That's what she said. Oh. Did he log in yet? No. What the hell? You're never getting invited back, Brig. Never. <laughs> oh, he just logged on. <laughs> just kidding. I didn't. He probably didn't log into the actual feed online, so he didn't hear me say that. No, he didn't. I'm sure he didn't. We were beginning to wonder if you were going to even make it. Oh, my God. Uh, and by we, I mean them. I had every faith in you. Yeah, I did. I way. had every yeah. faith that he would be on time. He is a very <laughs> responsible hunter type person, and hunters are reliable, if nothing That's else. It. But so I knew he would be here on time. We know you get loud, anyways. Am I loud? Soft? What? What do I have you, to do? Anything? You're fine. You're fine. Maybe a little. This. Dance. A little what? A little, a little dance. dance. Maybe a little romance. Do Get little down dance. tonight. Get down tonight. <laughs> That's going in the outtakes. I'm going to find the music now. I'm going to have to find <laughs> <laughs> Casey and the Sunshine Band has to have it. I've got to show more. If not, trust me, I will find it. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this for how long now, and some people still give us crap. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's been no Jeopardy music lately. You know, it's funny, though, because, and I it, I, I said it, Dan, don't you dare, because it's true. <laughs> you go on the Terra site, and it's like, great interview, way to go, guys. Bunch of fantastic comments, everything. On our site, one comment from someone saying, yeah, their sound sounds terrible. Uh, there's something wrong with their mics. And I'm like, you're kidding. <laughs> you're kidding. Come on. That was fantastic. That was gold. And here we have someone in <clears throat> bitching about sound. Thank you, Mister. That just yeah, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there slowly. Slowly, we're so, getting there. Jeez, I don't know what you're hoping to accomplish. Apparently, people don't care. Even when it sounds good, they bitch anyways. Oh, they do. It doesn't do. matter. It, it's yeah. out of love. No, no it's, it's not. not. No. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> You can ask Hoogs, who's right there. Hoogs, do you actually love me? After every see, no, I hate the old man. It's not love. No, he yeah, hates but me. Come on, it's you know why he's here? He has nothing to better to do. What time is it, Hoogs? It's like one AM your time. You're lonely, no girlfriend, nothing to do. Your mom's already gone to sleep. So you're basically here listening to us. There you go. Hey, wait, wait, Midnight. wait. That describes ninety five percent of our listeners. <laughs> Do the no, you can talk about that. Podcast. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Shut up now, though. It's like seven oh two. 
Man, I don't know Jeez. how you run your podcast, but we are on time. Oh, we we are like a professional podcast. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Come on, even I'm laughing at that one. <laughs> You're new. You don't get the laugh. Shut up. All right. Hello, welcome to... Oh, yours. look at this. He's talking. Wait. <laughs> Is that not perfect timing? <laughs> Okay, are we ready now? You gonna try again? <laughs> I'm just hoping that you got it all out of your system for now. Me? Apparently not. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hello, and welcome to For the Lord of the Roger. Coming to you on Monday, the 31st of May. Same as usual. Puppy, you need to move a little bit because I can't type. That's her new pet name for Joe. Oh. Even well, oh, you know what? I was going to say I would be a lot happier if Joe was in my lap as opposed to my puppy, but seriously. No. No, you wouldn't. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that, all right? <laughs> you can pretend, but we know. Uh-huh.